Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello and welcome back to A Real Creature Feature. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. And I'm Dean, the six-lated beast. Uh, so, uh, yeah, today, unlike normal world, uh, episodes, we're not going to be talking about a specific mythical creature because this is kind of like a uh refresher buffer just other thing like stuff to fill in the gaps because there are a lot of mythical creatures that have six limbs but if you look at all vertebrates we don't have six limbs we generally yeah it's just the two arms two legs kind of structure well minus snakes because they lost their limbs so it's like you know i'm not gonna be able to i don't want to go over this every single time for all the other episodes that one we talk about proper dragons, centaurs, griffins, hippogriffs, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was uh, but before that, I learned something that I, I thought I wanted to add on to this first. And it was about uh, uh, last episode was the hodag. And uh, it's really kind of interesting because so the depictions of the hodag, um, a lot of times they have green fur or green scales. And it's really confusing. But um, here's something really interesting. What color have you never seen a mammal be? Well, green. Yeah, green, green, blue, um, like actual red, like even like when because you, you're like, if you think ginger, it's like, well, it's more of a, like a shade of brown than actually red. Yeah. So the reason why you don't see any green mammals is because uh, the, um, the answer is that mammals are hairy. Uh, mammalian hair has only two kinds of pigment, one that produces black or brown. Uh, and all those colors of like yellowish, reddish, orangish, it's just a weird mix of a version of brown mixed with black. So that that's it. That's like the only reason why we don't like all our like coloring is like that is because we just don't have the pigments. Now, yes, eventually we could say that it gets evolved, but, you know, it takes a lot of work. And what kind of like uh, the all the evolutionary pressures, like what would that be need because we don't need it for camouflage because clearly we have animals that stick uh aren't like sticking out like sore thumbs in the forest and they're even if it's covered in green because like think about like a a fawn's uh coat mm -hmm. for its camouflage so a fawn for those who don't know are uh, what we call baby deer and then uh when they're young they have like this speckled um coat with like white dots all over the place on their backs and it's theorized the reason why that is it's to simulate light that is going through like um uh tree, tree coverage tops. yeah tops of trees so it's like water it's like light that's kind of just like bouncing around on the forest floor that's what they're supposed to look like because one of their uh tricks to like not get eaten is they will sit and like not move and to the point that like actual deer experts and like hunters will be like yeah sometimes you just walk up on a baby deer and you just didn't know it was there because you didn't see it because yeah. it works. It just works. Polar bears have green fur. No, they have clear fur. Yeah, 
and it gets green because of algae. But it's not naturally that green yeah. color. Yeah, I know. That's kind of the point. The idea is if even if the hodag was, say, a water creature, yeah. you know, no squonk, its fur wouldn't be that naturally green color. Yeah, it'd be from muck yeah. that it's been wading in and stuff like that. Because also sloths have a green patch on their back a lot of times because of algae. They get they're mossy. Yeah, because they don't move, and they basically are just a mobile uh, biome. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's something that I just wanted to add on to this because I was like, oh, that's you know neat. Because yeah, you don't we don't have any bright colors as mammals. We're all kind of drab. Yeah. Kind of. And like compare like you when you compare us to like birds. Birds are you know. And uh, a lot of like um, invertebrates or fish, such brightly. Oh, and reptiles because they're venomous. So maybe we like lost that pigment somewhere, and that's why we don't have it anymore. But who knows? But um, one of the things. So I was listening to uh, Lindsay Nicole. She is a TikToker, and she started doing a bunch of episodes where she was talking about like the evolution of man. And I thought, and this, I wanted you get uh, the audience to know about this too, to, that you can look it up. And she, because she does a pretty good breakdown on a lot of different scientific things, so that you can get, get a better understanding of what I'm referring to or talking about. And then you can do it on your own time, so that you know if you have any questions, she might have the answers that I haven't given to you, or email us that too. Uh, but before that, I also want to um, talk about the competition. So as of right now, nobody really has responded or messaged. There might have been some uh, um, reviews, but I haven't seen any because we're recording this the week before. Um, so we won't know until Easter Sunday. Yeah. So hopefully somebody will win. And then we uh, then I'll like tack on to something at the end. If you don't hear anything like that, then uh, yeah, nobody won. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is also something that I wanted to add on to. I didn't know where to put this, but so I've been making this joke for a while because there are uh, there, there's this notion of like you know there's black and white in like physics and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. there's hard rules and hard hard laws in physics. There's not as many hard laws in biology. To the yeah. point, like, I w I've been tr actually trying to come up with some and, like, think about it. And I'm like, I don't know of any, really. The one that I can think of where it's, like, kind of a hard law is um, if a bone is broken, it's broken. <laughs> like that. Like that level of, like, that's the only way you can do it. Because, so, uh, because there, there's examples of this, what I'm going to go with. But yeah. the notion of what does a herbivore eat? Well, varieties of plants. What does what do carnivores eat? Varieties of meatses. Yeah, and omnivores eat everything pretty much. There are examples of deer, cows, other herbivores eating meat. Like you will see pictures of a deer eating from a carcass that was in in the forest. Or there's one from uh um Australia where it was a cow eating a snake. So like there is there are very few absolutes even in biology. Every time you can give me one example of something that's kind of like, well, here's a, you know, this, this is an absolute. I can find a, probably 10 examples of something going against that. It's more of a st like statistical, statistically, statistically speaking, the norm is this doesn't mean it's always right. <laughs> Cows got to eat, man. Yeah. Because the same thing with like, what's a species? 
definition of a species is like a group of living organisms consisting of similar individuals capable of interchanging genes and interbreeding. The species... So you mean kinds? Like on the Ark, there was this kind and that kind and that kind, and they only needed two of them? They didn't need all of the different subsets? Yeah. Ah, so... No, I get what now I get what Dean's saying. The species of the principal uh natural taxonomic okay, right. That's but yeah. Uh so that's the species, like oh things that it can interchange. So like, well, there's also examples of other species being able to interbreed with other ones. For example, Neanderthals being able to breed interbreed with Homo sapiens. Neanderthals were a separate species, but they're close enough that they could make us. So that's what I was like. So we're just a bunch of ligers? Ligers, um, you can't really say that because ligers are st- sterile because they're too far, they're too distantly related. No wonder we're all jackasses. No matter what, you come up with an example and I could probably find an, something where it's like, well, except for this. The best example that I can actually come up with is do drugs do the same thing for everybody across the board? Does everybody experience the same side effect? Not according to a couple years ago, people on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. The answer is no. That's the reason why they have those long lists of side effects. Because they're like, these are some of the things people have experienced while taking this. Not everybody gets these. That's partly why Viagra turned into a men's assistant. Yeah. Because originally it was being tested for blood vasodilators it was for your heart yeah they found a side an odd side effect was well because the veins and arteries were being opened up um that the the help with the blood flow that it helped with uh erectile dysfunction because that's actually sometimes that's a problem for a lot of people it's that that's why they have um ed it's because of problems with their heart sometimes you heard it here get your viagra so that you can help your heart well yes and then also I know uh, that uh, one, our biology teacher in high school talked about how sometimes rock climbers were using it too to help because you're, like, you're helping with blood flow and everything else. So it's like, no, yeah, it would work. But, okay, so like I was just saying, uh, biology isn't doesn't have a lot of black and white answers. A lot of it's just gray. Ah. Back to our hexapod um discussion so i was going hex because you know or is that hex five no hex is six hex hexagon is yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, you're right yeah the reason i know is yeah. because i just found a pattern for hexagon granny square cardigan which oh, i'm okay. looking at potentially making yeah and i just was going it based off of a tetrapod because of four and so the basic i've come up with like two different scenarios where we could have it and these things would be drastically different in appearance, depending on which one we decide with. The one is they uh, start off as arthropods. So insects, basically, that evolve based off that design. But to allow them to get bigger, they have to evolve like a, a closed circulatory system, um, actual lungs, not just book lungs and like all those other things. And also losing a lot of their um, exoskeleton because plates are heavy and they can't be just covered in plates like that because uh, then they wouldn't be able to move around. But the only problem with that is then eventually then it was like, then I guess it could be like a, a semi inside 
structure to have some some kind of support but then it's like well no that won't work as well either because how do you shed something on the in for, that's on the inside yeah because that's the only way that they can grow is by shedding so, so i'm just that's something so that's something intrinsic to the arthropod so like they couldn't be like uh octopus where oh, yeah octopus well, is technically a mollusk but oh, yeah. their shell is on the inside yeah uh but that's the thing is uh how well does uh octopus move on land I mean, I've seen them go as fast as, you know, half a mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're limited to their size um, and function uh, functionalness on the surface because they don't have bones to support them. Like, yes, they can get around well enough and uh, it's well, pretty I was awesome. Just, I was just wondering if there's something intrinsic to arthropods that wouldn't I don't to an internal structure. Or does do being an arthropod, they have to uh, uh, re, uh, shed their skeleton? Yeah, well, because that's the thing. I was just thinking about that. Because technically, everything sheds while it's growing. Even humans, because we are constantly shedding skin cells. We're constantly shedding hair and all those other things. But yeah. it's also not... And the reason why we do it, and we can do it more often because our protective layer is uh, a bunch of tiny, tiny things that are just like being pushed up as compared to uh, an arthropod where they have these giant plates that are like they grow and then they harden. And and then, then that but that also limits their size because they're like, whoa, is it? Yeah, the lobster in theory, if you could if you helped out a lobster shed its um sh- shell uh then it would could get get bigger and bigger and bigger so two things first of all so we are basically protected by very inefficient scales yeah and two the last time i helped a lobster remove its shell was after it was boiled yeah and it was that probably makes a lot, it a lot easier, easier. Yeah, yeah it does god yeah. damn it jinx yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah uh so that's why i was like probably it wouldn't be as effective of an evolutionary like line without like a massive amounts of different structural differences. Like it would have to develop bones to be able to be bigger because then it can support its own weight in a better mechanical structure or something like I can't come up with because it's so alien that I just, I don't wouldn't think about it. Would that mean that they would be, so you got humans were Mm -hmm. part of the family mammalia yes would these hexapods then having become so far would they have technically be now something else is there yes i guess my question one of since you answered yes but another idea came to me is like you've got the tree of evolution Mm -hmm. and everything has there ever been a branch somewhere else all of a sudden getting all of the hallmarks of a different branch that it came into that other branch for the family. And I don't know if I'm explaining myself right, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess what my question is when it comes to some of this is why is it that this being a hexapod only seems to be in 
that insect or in the arthropod family of things? Because what is, like, I know we've discussed it during dragons, but what is it that really prevents us from hitting that line where we could have had, say, six limbs? Yeah, that's easy. Okay, that's easy. Um, And this is where, because this is where I was going to start. Uh, So, like, when we were talking about the evolution for the mermaid, when we were talking about the difference of lobe fish and ray uh, finned fish. So, basically, the premise for this one is that there was a a third type of, or another type of lobed fin fish, where it had um, six fins instead of four. Because they have, uh, you know, there's a tail, then there's the, like, front flippers and then there's like these back flippers kind of thing so that's what the earlier ancestors and then there's the early there and eventually they evolved into our earliest land ancestor which the name of it is a ichthyostega yeah ichthyostega and that's the weird thing that you know kind of looks like a a uh, a fish um fish salamander so yeah it then in this premise it would be that it had another set of limbs in the middle because like I was saying, like I've said before, it's you can't just build from nothing. You need to have it's a lot easier to lose than gain because it's like, can you build a castle on sand? It'd be hard because it would keep yeah. sinking in. Yeah, exactly. It, it's not impossible. So, yeah, you technically could evolve and develop another set of limbs, but it's hard. It's a lot harder to just not do that. <laughs> Or a lot easier to just not do that. So I was like, okay, we would have to have it that these uh, theoretical hexapods started from a fish that that's just what they had and that they were able to keep up. And uh, because on this premise is that it would have to of um, not outcompete the uh, the ichthyostega, because if they outcompeted them, then we wouldn't exist. And in this context of it is uh, then these things couldn't evolve with us and then because they probably have wiped us out which is uh so i was i i like like D or I, I play pathfinder but i love the monster manuals and for um pathfinder it's they're called the best series and i have uh, i finally got like all six of the best series and just going over all the different creatures on there and then just thinking about this so there aren't that you can't have too many overlapping things you can't have a billion apex predators on this planet because there's no room for that and i I meant like a billion different types of apex um because yeah there's so many apex predators in those books because it's like because they're like somebody's like oh wouldn't this be cool oh wouldn't this be cool and they're like analogs of a lot of like tigers lions wolves bears xyz and everything else but our planet i don't think is literally big enough to have all these things be able to survive on it so it's like in uh pathfinder D, dragons get huge i like you know bigger than a house level huge so that implies it has to eat a lot of calories and they're very solitary so that means their ranges are huge and they are very territorial so that takes up a lot of real estate if you have enough to have a population that can keep reproducing like because there's a certain number after a certain number you can't the species is uh like uh practically extinct it, or i think it's a was a technical ext- extinct yeah um and it was just because yeah you can't make any more of this without it being super duper inbred and that because the inbreeding will cause them to die so i was just thinking i thinking about that I'm like yeah there's so technically in our scenario for this one 
it would be an alternate Earth. So the same laws will apply on this planet, and it's going to be basically like our planet, but it has to be different because otherwise I don't think we... It wouldn't be possible, period, to have them exist on our planet and have us also because there would have been too much competition, everything else, or they would have been like super isolated in like only uh and it but the problem with that is at one point pangea was just one giant continent so there wasn't like oh they evolved and uh, they were able to be separated from um this side of the planet this side of planets like no 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 it's like no that's there's not enough time to allow for all of this to happen <laughs> and i'm talking and this is and this is also in billions of of year time scale just thinking about think about that. I'm like, there's not enough time to explain. So just to break this one down, it's really the idea of because of the fact that we didn't come from an evolutionary line that had six limbs, we wouldn't be able to grow them unless through a billion years somehow we gained, starting with probably some sort of prestigial limbs that yeah. could eventually grow into something. But it would take an incredibly long time. Yeah, because it's, once again, building a castle on a beach. Possible, but not really likely. Yeah, because it's very difficult to do. Because, yeah, it's basically the only way I was thinking about it. It was like somehow we had such a weird mutation at one point that the DNA for like uh, limb production got doubled. But the problem with that is that's a massive uh, mutation. And um, your body has this great ability to stop that level of problem because like the if you had that that means also you have this huge chunk of your dna that is like you know rep doubled so your dna is you have more you'd probably have like more of a chrome more chromosome and our buddies don't know how to handle that oh what did you do dean what is this so this is what I was trying to explain. There's never been something like this where starting from the anthropod, it develops and then it technically could fall in the mammalia. Uh, like. No, uh, what you're uh, what basically because you can't really say, oh, well, it be, it evolved into a mammal. It what the term would be, it evolved into something mammal mammal like because um, that would be a concept of uh again like congruent evolution because yeah. so birds so and they, bats so let's just say for example we have a mammalian horse and there's a creature that came from the arthropods and would be basically similar to um uh the horse yeah. it's just there would be something intrinsically different that would keep it from being able to be considered horse. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with bats and birds. Bats aren't. Well, I birds, meant. But no, uh, no, this is how you were. This is how I'm interpreting what you're saying is because bats aren't birds because of that intrinsic property of being a mammal, but they have very similar shapes and structures as birds. It does, does that answer what you're thinking? It would have to. There, there, um, Maybe if I go with a sci-fi thought. Um, okay, then uh, the other way that I was thinking too is on alien planets, whenever it, you generally will have that they have a, a bird analog or a, a let, large cat go, analog. Let's go this way. Let's go this way. Spock and Kirk. Use that as an example. So yeah, uh, well, Vulcan. Spock is, a half, is half human, half Vulcan. But you're talking because of the fact that humans and Vulcans look alike? 
or look similar? I, I mean, they're so close. The only difference is on the outward appearance is just their ears. Yeah. Now, in Star Trek, this is actually also very interesting and also against ev- the like rules of evolution because this is not how it would work. Uh, all the humanoids in the Star Trek universe or galaxy, um, if they look super duper similar, they are actually related because there was this alien species that seeded a bunch of planets with humanoid life. So that's why we in there. That's why there are so many species that are humanoid. So that that would be the only they are still from that same branch. Yes, it's not. okay. I I, it's more of an idea of them being on a different planet has forced a different path of evolution for them, because, again, it's almost the Pecanino scenario. The idea is an alien species came in, supplanted in these creatures, supplanted in these things that would eventually become humanoid. But because of the environment they're in, they become something different. So it's still the all of your all of your tomorrow's situation. Uh, in Star Wars, they did have something similar too, because they had it with uh, humans got seeded all over the galaxy, and then also humans like colonized a bunch of different planets at different times. But um, there was the Celestials that seeded humans all over the place, and then the um, Rakatan Empire also wanted to make a slave race, so they used humans as their base for a bunch of other different uh, species. So like the Twi'leks and the Zabrax and it was like, and I think I like a couple other species and that's why you can have a Zabrak human hybrid or Twi'lek hybrid because they're technically close because it's also the distance is um, only a couple thousand years of genetic engineering. I, are you sure it wasn't just so that it would be easier to make humanoid aliens? Oh yeah. 100. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things you're explaining the limitations of production uh, through um, background hit information. Yeah. Just because your left side is black and your white side and your right side is white and ours is the other way doesn't mean we can't get along. Yeah. This this book I've is of a speculative science fiction where an alien species takes humans across the universe and then forces us to mutate into different things. Yeah, which is also interesting because it's like if you took humans, uh, we wouldn't evolve that much. Like you wouldn't see humans with extra digits if you put them on a different planet and you wouldn't see them with like developing like actual claws. Like you would start seeing hints of those things. And then if you like added, yeah, another billion years onto us, maybe uh, you'd get something evolving, something really weird, because that's the thing is, uh, once again, people have this idea of evolution being um, that you can have something that's like, oh, they're more evolved. No, there's no such thing as more evolved. That's stupid. That's a stupid concept, because the idea of being more evolved imp- implies that there's a race, that there is there's going to be an end point for evolution. And there isn't. The point of evolution is or the idea of evolution is like, you're just trying to you are trying to be the perfect square for this square hole. That's it. Well, if only our if only our six if only our six limbed brethren could have been the night people like bats to birds. Yeah, they could have then taken in the niche at that point. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's because like I've said 
I think I said, yeah, during the mermaid one, if we had a separation of humans more, like we had bigger mountains or something and separated like Africa and Europe for way longer time, we probably could have evolved different, more different types of humans than what we did. Because uh, that that would be interesting just to see what would uh, humans evolve into eventually to fit into colder environments. Because we've already seen that with humans, uh, that it was like, oh, we don't, people of north, from northern latitudes um, start slowly stopped producing as much melanin because melanin costs resources to produce. So, oh, cool. We don't need to do that anymore. And then that's why we have people in northern latitudes being lighter skin. It's because of UV radiation. When you're closer to the equator, you're going to get hit with way more UV radiation. So your body's like, I guess I got to produce more uh, melanin. And like, you know, thousands of years, you just are going to be become darker or lighter. Like if you took a thousand African people from the equator and put them into a area like near the North Pole, uh, you know, Arctic Circle, and did the same thing with a bunch of people from Norway have them switch places for a thousand two thousand years they're gonna like their physical like a lot of their physical features probably won't change as much but their melanin probably would they would probably be very look very similar because uh the earliest the the idea of like the earliest settlers of um um britain were had dark skin and it was like oh that's that would be yeah because of like any of these arguments that anyone have for like racism or anything like that it's just like they're no, one race isn't better than the other. And also race is generally an arbitrary concept that we put on things just because we're like, oh, I, I want to prove that I'm better. Okay, jerk. You're not because of that arrogance. You're just showing how much less than you are. Well, I, I mean, I am better, but that's because I'm not racist. By the way, since I'm going to, since I, I feel like we should just clarify this for anyone interested and in who is actually listening. The book was called All Tomorrows, a billion-year chronicle of the myriad species and mixed fortunes of man. It is by C.M. Kosman. That's K-O-S-E-M-E-N. Just thought I'd bring that up. Oh, but because uh, it was like the weird evolutionary things for yeah. humans. Uh, so yeah. I, I was listening to this podcast, I Can Kill You, and they yeah. were doing a book club thing. Did I talk about this? No, not that I remember. Okay, okay good. Because I, I was I talked about this with other people. So I'm like, I want to make sure I'm not overlapping. But they did it. Uh, they've been doing like this um, book club thing. And like mm -hmm. they're talking to different authors about their books that they're talking about. And whew, and uh, it was a notion of sweat. Humans, like humans, so human sweat. Humans are also some of the only species on the planet that sweat. Yeah. Like all other animals, they either like if they do sweat, they only sweat through like their hands or they just have to uh, or they sweat through their tongues. And yeah. like that's the only way for them to cool down. And the interesting thing about that with how humans work is so we sweat all over the place. Yeah, we do. But what what's the difference between like, you know, something really obviously different between you and a chimpanzee like on their skin? Well, I have less hair at this. Yes. So if you were more covered in hair, that sweat would get stuck like you'd just be waterlogged and you can't properly evaporate that sweat away so your body wouldn't cool down as fast. So we started losing our hair so we could better uh, regulate our body temperatures. I mean, I'm already pretty waterlogged as it is. So. Yeah, but I was just like learning about that. I was like, oh, that's really neat. That's a cool concept. 
I never, never knew about it. Never thought about it. Cause I was like, why? Yeah, Cause yeah, it's one of those things. Why, why did, aren't we as more hairy or anything like that? And then also why are people who like, cause a lot of times people from like the more equator areas do have a lot less body hair because they need to regulate their body temperatures a lot better. So I was like, oh, that's even better. Because, yeah, we still technically have the same number of hairs, but it's just the thickness and coarseness of our hair. Yeah. That's the difference. And I was ah. like, oh, that's neat. So, yeah, also balding people. That probably isn't a beneficial evolutionary thing because you're going to better at relieving heat from your head. Yeah. No, oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> you're not going bald. You're just becoming better... Temperature controlled. You're just becoming. Yeah. You're just becoming more efficient. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. Go, go to go back to he- hexapods. That's why I was like, yeah. Basically, it would be the uh, Ithiostega version, but with six limbs. And like I said, we're just gonna have it that it's gonna be basically on a different Earth. That's the exact same, except for this one difference. So then we can also say like, oh, then look at like how evolution progressed for us as a planet and then you can say like there's probably parallels again with like yeah. uh with the all tomorrows or like there would be differences because that's just how it works you yeah the chances of the same thing happening but when one thing is different or very it's the, basically the butterfly effect and the whole grand uh killing your grandpa paradox kind of thing yeah where yeah if you go back in time and stop this one thing depending on what it is it could you know wrap drastically change and this would be a big change because there would be six limbed creatures so they would have the ability to do somewhat different things than what we could do yeah and then i was just uh for this i was trying to come up with like different scenarios or different ad uh things that could have changed with them and like what what could those extra limbs be used for and then i'm like but then also like with snakes maybe they evolved and they're like oh well these limbs are useless so let's just get rid of them and then there would be uh heck or tetrapods so there could be an actual human analog for on that planet so you're talking this is the universe where homer has a toaster and goes back in time and gets pissed off and starts stomping all over the plants yes (laughs) yeah in that scenario uh the he squished the fish but so then another fish was able to um, come uh, off onto land and uh, but it had six limbs instead of four. Nice. Yeah. And uh, so then I was like thinking about, well, OK, then how do all of our other creatures uh, come about? And uh, so I was like, oh, for like, OK, the centaur esque creature where it's like, oh, that it would, it would be beneficial because then it could would have those extra limbs. So it's like, oh, it would slowly evolve that it could be more upright, but still have the speed of four limbs. Yeah. And then still have manipulators uh, for like everything else. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then because uh, I was thinking about eventually, like, yeah, we're going to be talking about the centaurs. And I was like just thinking about the structure of the spine and how weird that thing would be. Yeah. Uh, but then also with the winged creatures, the coolest thing about this one is because, yeah, like I was saying, like, so they're most likely a lot of these things couldn't be as big as like what we would be thinking or heavy as what they we were thinking, but you know, we're going to have fun no matter what. And the cool thing about this is how evolution works is the whole notion of uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg. In truth, the egg came first because dinosaurs, 
uh, but it was like the evolutionary arms race. So winged predators um, became winged so that they can chase down winged prey. And the winged prey got better, like got those wings to get away from predators. And it's like this nice circular um, idea of like why all this stuff is happening. It's like all these things are happening at once and one thing is causing another, but then also the other thing is causing it. Yeah. A circular, weird circular logic that just, that's how it works. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's not the idea that evolution can't make you into something you're not, but it can change what you can do within the limitations. Yeah. The, cons- the constraints. It's the, what was, I was watching a, adam conover uh video because he was talking about ai and it was like ai can only do so much and it was it's basically the same very similar thing to like evolution it can only do so much within the confines of what it can and can't do same thing with like i keep talking about like a resource allocate you can't just make yourself bigger because that's not how it works need that means you need more calories to build that new thing it is it is interesting though to I mean, to think about that idea of because for us to be inherently different, we would have had to have grown a different environment. Yes. And that's the theories with like humans. Reason why we started standing up is because we got out of the trees and uh, started like being able to look over the grass and our eyes became more forward so that we could judge distance and like all this other stuff, probably because to prop better jump from tree to tree or something like that, or branch to branch. And then we kept their eyes like that so that we could see over the grass. Now it makes, I mean, it, it, it's, it's as good as anything else. I mean, guy don't make mistakes, but we certainly have to grow on them. Yeah. I, I understand why you want to go into this and explain why it's genuinely impossible to have some of these just because of what it would take to make them happen. Cause I know that you've been going into, especially the idea of like energy needed. We you know we, we end up talking about a lot of like, energy saving tips for a, you know for your human self or for your animal self whatever you want to be or your tree self if you want to be yeah because the entire thing is the trees you know trees consume a lot of calories which is why they're which is especially as they get bigger and all they do is sit there and consume you know turning sunlight into whatever energy it needs turning carbon dioxide into you know taking the carbon out of the atmosphere it's not doing a heck of a lot yeah you know it's on trees are on the whims of whatever's around them i mean it would take more energy to have six limbs so unless it was serving a unless it was serving a a purpose like if we genuinely needed another set of limbs we'd have them and then Mm -hmm. we'd have to come up with a way to basically get more caloric intake so that we can process having an extra set of limbs yeah and in this, so for our guys, um, basically they would be on average longer yeah. than us because they need the space for all that muscle and everything and mechanisms for functioning. But then also everything is larger. Yeah. So everything has more meat on its bones. So there would be more calories that you can take from a kill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I always think about the idea of look at the design of the Shokan from Mortal Kombat, like Goro species. Yeah. They have four arms. They have long torsos. Yeah. Just incredibly long torsos. And granted, it would also be ridiculous because it seems like they'd have to have a second set of shoulder blades halfway Mm -hmm. down their bodies. Yeah. But 
it's they are longer than your average human and they are much larger than your average human. they stand a good shoulder with higher than yeah. they stand a, they stand they stand shoulders higher than most humans even the females in the species yeah which yeah whenever they had yeah the drastic difference between the goro and the i can't remember what her name was shiva shiva yeah yeah it was just like that she's way too tiny she yeah. should have been way bigger but they wanted to make her sexy i guess yeah well they they fixed her for the latest mortal kombat game they really did well with the one because she's the new after after king goro's death she took over as Khan and like she actually looks like i would feel like oh yeah no she totally belongs in that species now yeah she doesn't look like it's just a weird human hybrid yeah yeah no she absolutely looks like she would belong to a a, a species of four-armed creatures yay so yeah no it's a it, it's definitely as far as that goes some would say it's a some would not call it a glow up but it definitely looks better to me yeah 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 i'm, I'm looking at an image right now yeah she looks a lot bigger they gave her some nice head, uh, head horns. Yeah. Well, that's part of being. I don't know if that. I know that some Shokan have that. Yeah. Well, because there yeah. was also that one Shokan that was like more tiger looking. Yeah. But there aren't. They're supposed to be like basically descendants of dragons, right? Yes, they are. Um. Yeah. The whole thing though with the the whole thing with the Shokan are because they were one of the first species to be merged with Outworld. Um, there's been a lot of interbreeding between other species that have existed. So as more as more convergences occurred, because they are so massive, they would be the ones to be experimented on for yeah. uh, for like interbreeding's purposes. Because yeah, he's yeah, because um Kintaro is a is a hybrid of another tiger species, uh like a humanoid tiger species in the Shokan. Because, you know, because Shao Kahn's a totally rad ruler who would definitely take people's uh, thoughts and feelings into consideration for everything. Yeah. It is interesting to have this discussion because, I mean, even if, like, we go from four arms to four limbs, like a centaur, which we'll eventually get in, um, I mean, they'd have to have longer bodies. You'd have to because you, you need all four feet hitting the ground. Yeah. So it's not like, otherwise, what's the point of having that second set? Yeah, it's just a waste. It's a waste of resources to have it and not use it. So you get rid of it. Uh, so for next time, what mythical creature should we talk about? Because I, I want to do like after a, for a, the year yeah. anniversary is for the dragons. That's the one I want. Yeah. So what do we want to do for next time? Well, how about this? Let's go. Um, I mean, we, we kind of did this whole thing so that we could really stop having like not have that conversation about the idea of six limbed creatures yeah let's just do a six limbed creature and just pull the well, bandage yeah. off then and let's well, do a cent let's do centaurs okay let's do let's do let's do centaurs yeah let's do horsemen's horsemen's let's do horsemen's let's do let's do bottom half man top half horse yeah, just oh, a, just, it's gonna just, look weird. Just a human butt in the air, just like just a human <laughs> butt on the back in the air, just going across. What was it? Uh... <laughs> that that would be hilarious. Where the front two legs are horse, uh, so the front two legs are horses, and then yeah. the back legs are arms and legs. Ah, yes. The reverse centaur. Even yes, let's just do a full. Let's just do a creepy reverse centaur. Why can't? Uh, no. Did you ever see a human sore? Uh, no, I have not. Mm, I, yeah, I, I, that I, one. Human up. on top of another human. Yes. 
Sort of like a human centipede. Yes. Oh, nice. Just without extra ah. heads. Oh, I can't I can't check it out on DeviantArt because I don't have an account. It's apparently mature content. I can't oh. imagine why. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too. And that can bring us all closer together. What was it? It was uh, if you could talk to a tree. Most of the time, all it would talk about is um, the process of which of what it's doing right yeah. then, because <laughs> it's actually doing a, a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's the same way. I feel like sometimes in a lot of cases for it's the same thing with koalas in some ways. All they would like if if you somehow we could if we could talk to them what their thought process would mostly be is I identify this as food I identify this as not food or dogs I I would love to have a conversation with the dog just to see like how they're this this is something I thought of years and years ago um it was uh I saw two dragonflies like hovering over a little piece thing of water and out like you know they're reproducing and I was just sitting there thinking because I'm like their brains are they, they, it can't be as comp complex as our brains because they don't have the room for it. It's not saying like it's dumb or anything of like that, but I'm like, what, what would reading their minds be like? Like what could, could like, do they like, you know, the whole notion of, do they have love? Do they have anything like that? Or uh, what I came up with for a, like, uh, a way of thinking about is, is there basically just this weird voice in the back of their head that says, reproduce, reproduce, mate, 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 mate. Like that's the analog of what I was thinking, and I was like, "Is that what it's basically like?" There is a um, one of the shows I do really like um, is being Puppy, Cat. and one of their throwaway jokes was Puppy Cat shaking a cicada, telling it to shut up repeatedly, and then when it cuts to the cicada's point of view, it's the cicada going, "Who wants to make a million babies with me? Who wants to make a million babies with me? Who wants to make a million babies with me?" Just over and over again. Or uh, the whale songs. Yeah. Uh, like if you translated a whale song, like how dirty would it be? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because it's just like, hey, baby. Yeah. I was like, I was like going. Uh, but it sounds really p pretty to us. Or uh, or the other thing that because it's one of those things I always hate with the in movies or something when they talk about humans only use ten percent of their brains. Blah blah blah. It was like no. You was 100% of your brain. You might We're not use 100% all the time. Yeah. Because you don't need to use all those. All, it's like saying like uh, for like an engine. Yeah. You're not go. You're not having the foot all the way down the entire time. And you, when you need something, it will be on. Yeah. So it's the idea of it's really less the idea of we might be using on average 10% of our brains at a time, but we're yeah. using the whole thing. It's not just all empty space. And then also we have uh, parts of our nervous system that are very like a more simplified version of our brains throughout our bodies. For example, for like, you know, 
So something that's like kind of how it's functioning for your stomach. Another thing is like, if you were able to uh, analyze and read the mind of somebody, there would be, and then also like their stomach. So it was like their stomach, all they're thinking of is move it along, move along, get the nutrients out, move it along, get the nutrients out. <laughs>